Hello. Today we have Avante Jackson with us. Avante is a, uh, a former driver uh, and is uh, also known as CDL Shorty. He's a uh, passionate CDL instructor and has a great amount of YouTube content working with drivers, both new and experienced. And I'm happy to be able to chat with him here today. Uh, my name is Nate Johnson. I'm the CEO and founder of GLCS, and this is the Driving Forward podcast. Please follow us on all major streaming platforms, including YouTube. Like, share, and comment. Follow GLCS on LinkedIn for major content updates, including events and conferences. You can reach us at Driving Forward at GLCS. If you're interested at to be a guest on Driving Forward, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to chat. Once again, Driving Forward at GLCS. <clears throat> Next week, we'll be talking about all things coming in uh, to transportation and logistics in 2024. We have uh, a great panel uh, on board for next week. So Jenny Malafrina will be back. She was on our 2023 year in review. Uh, Robert Bain from GLCS will be on our panel as well. We have Jack, Jeff Dickinson from Rail Logistics, and we have Alex Mai from Mother Trucking News. Uh, really excited to have this, <clears throat> excuse me, really excited to have this crew of people on. Uh, a great group of friends and a great great uh, group of minds. Uh, we'll see what predictions we come up. We'll, we'll keep note of them. And then next year, we'll uh, uh, come back and, and see what actually happened. So with that being said, I think we're we're ready to bring in Avante. Brand new, your daddy taught you. Maybe your mom shifts them gears. No matter what got you on this ride. Damn, sure glad you're here. Vante, welcome. Uh, I love that song. It didn't come in where I wanted it to come in, but it still worked out. I mean, the windows down, love the big truck life. You know, I think we both relate to that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, when you first of all, thank you for having me on the platform. Well, thank you for being there. I, I appreciate you uh, you coming aboard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, when you uh, messaged me earlier about the intro song and then you told me that that was not only one of your favorite songs, but it was made by a driver. I was very impressed. And I said, I love that song because it was made by a driver because I'm all for the drivers. Right, right. I figured that would resonate with you. I figured that would resonate with you. Um, <laughs> yes, you know, that, that, that's all about you. So, um, so, uh, you know, why don't you, why don't we start this off with, uh, telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, I don't know, how many people are aware of you? Uh, you know, you have a great following on YouTube, which I think we have this this for uh, a link. I think the link is also in our event uh, on on all of our our platforms that we have out there right now. So <clears throat> definitely check out CDL Shorty seventy four at YouTube. 
he's got some great content out there uh, and definitely uh, shows the life of a driver and, and talks with a lot of drivers. So, so check, check out your content there, but um, tell us about yourself. We, we really want to know where, where Avante comes from. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mr. Johnson. Uh, well, my name is Avante Jackson, uh, but I go by CDL Shorty. Uh, the reason why I picked um, CDL Shorty was uh, I help a lot of people get their CDLs. I've been in the industry since 2015. I went through a real bad um, divorce in 2015. Um, and CDLs was your CDL in the trucking industry was all I had to rely on for me it was either make it or break it um so now i help people get their cdl you know at the school setting um so that's where the cdl part came from then the shorty part came from hey the cat's out the bag i'm short okay i'm short as hell people <laughs> I'm five one on a good day, on a bad day, I'm five foot. So I'm short. <laughs> so, so that's where the name comes from. Well, fair enough. Uh, all right. I pick up on that. I'm I'm the opposite. I, I'm not short. So I, I've got a foot and a couple <laughs> inches on you. So we'll, okay, we'll have to get okay. a picture sometime. Uh, that, that, that'll be a good one. So. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you got into transportation in 2015. Uh, mm -hmm. You then went to a school at that time and and uh, and started driving. You, I think you had mentioned you drove over the road for about five years. Uh, yes. Well, I did. At that time, I went with Swift and Swift. They make you sign a contract. At that time, they made me sign a contract. Now they didn't make me. It was part of my choice because I couldn't afford sure. it out of my own pocket. So I signed the contract. But part of the part of the agreement back then in 2015, when you signed that contract, you got to agree that not only are you going to stay with them to pay back the schooling. But you're going OTR, point blank period. It wasn't no regional. It wasn't no dedicated. It was straight up OTR. So I did that for a year and two months. Then after that, I left Swift, went to another company, and I did regional, five state regional, um, for four and a half years. So, yeah, roughly roughly a little over five years of OTR experience. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Uh, well, that's that's quite a while to be over the road. So uh, I know there's plenty of people out there that have done it for decades and certainly respect that. And, uh, you know, several years over the road myself, and it's a, it's a, a tough life. It's, it's something I, I still miss it to be honest with you in a lot of ways, I there's things I, I miss about it. So I, I don't know if I'd want to do it forever again but there's certainly i love road trips you know <laughs> so yes, uh it's not it's not the same thing it's certainly not the same thing as having to put you know six seven hundred miles on a truck or back when i used to drive we'd maybe do more than that but uh so you know 550 to 650 on a truck on a daily basis you know that's a it's a job so and uh it's a it's a different industry than when i was i was driving that's for sure so yes sir um yes, sir. so so you put five years and, 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 uh, Robert, I appreciate the, the comment here. Uh, I agree, um, you know, more content and more visibility to, to the driver life is, is, you know, the whole idea of the driving forward podcast is to bridge all aspects of transportation together, you know, and, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about, 
different initiatives that that we've taken uh, both myself and and many of my my partners in the industry uh, to, to help bridge this this uh, both carrier broker driver technology relationships and and how you know disassociated the industry has gotten over the years so uh i know that you i've watched a lot of your content avante and i know that you see and feel this too yes sir yes sir um and i'm glad that you stated on that because that's really what my content is about you know um i've I recently um, made a few videos uh, stating that 2024 moving forward that I wasn't going to deal or be in business with anyone that doesn't have a CDL because I feel like, and you could tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I feel like a person that has a CDL, whether they're a dispatcher, a compliance officer, uh, just it doesn't matter with their broker. If they have a CDL and they have actually just give me three months, three months of true OTR experience. I feel like that person will be a much better person for this industry. I think that's the disconnect in this industry right now is because you have people jumping in it that don't know what it takes to be an actual driver. I think there's a solid point behind that. I don't know if I agree that. So from your point of view and for what you do, I agree that you know your effort there's plenty of people that that from my point of view um to put this out that yes, way sir. from my point of view there's plenty of people that you can work with and there's only one of, there's there's one avante and so your yes. effort and your time can be focused on those people who have the cdls heck it's it's in your name it's in your your, your handle <laughs> cdl shorty right um there are a lot of people out there that have spent a lot of time in the industry that that are, are very aware of of how the industry functions and are very very uh attached to that and it doesn't necessarily mean you know if you look at it this way you know there's people that design products uh and and, and want to build products but they're not they're not um software engineers they're not you know, there's people that want to build buildings that aren't architects. Um, so, you know, that type of thing. And and so th there's occasions. I think it all comes down to an intent. You know, what's the intent? Are you here to create good jobs for people? Are you here to take care of your employees? Are you here to create good relationships? Or are you out for yourself? Every one of us is out here to take care of our families. We're here to build something. We want to make it better. But are you you know, are you doing that with compassion? And right. For me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go right ahead. It's no, passing for, the mic for, to you. For me, it's more of industry insight. Um, yes, I help people get their CDLs, but I'm not doing this for a selfish reason. I'm about to go through a heart transplant. So I'm going to be out the game for at least a good year. I don't care where people get their CDLs from. I just want you to get a CDL because you'll have more industry insight. You know, if I got a dispatcher that just came from a warehouse job and they're dispatching me, they may dispatch me on some loads that I can't legally run because of my clock. That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, that comes down to education and certainly, you know, people being aware of that and 
and working out. I don't necessarily disagree with with mm-hmm. your point of view there at all. So um, it's it's hard to get everybody uh, their CDL. So so I, I think you know we're we're in alignment on I think your core point of education is required. So uh, yes, and and those that are not educated that come in and just say go. Uh, and I think we all know what we're talking about there, you know, and the fact of I need a load picked up, it's got to be transited, you don't have the hours to do it. You know, we, we have a scenario where two hours from a pickup, they're, they're giving you a load and the information on it just can't simply be done. Uh, yeah. Those types of things where you, you don't understand and that type of education probably needs to be out there. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I... I see where that goes, uh, or, or I see where you're going with it. And I, <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I agree at a, at a level. So, um, yes, <clears throat> let's talk a, a little bit about your heart transplant. Um, so that's going to take you off the line for a year. That's, that's probably about the biggest surgery you can have. So, yep. um, yep. you want to expand on that a little bit? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I, I've really kind of been pretty shy and been hiding it from people. But as of recently, I spoke with my wife and some other friends and people tell me I need to start talking about it. So I do. I open up, you know, from time to time. But um, yes, I'm actually going to be in Jacksonville, Florida for a whole year uh, going to the Mayo Clinic. That is a clinic that um, specializes in organ transplants. Uh, so I want my life to be taken care of in the best hands possible. And God the universe has truly made a way for that to happen. Um, but before I actually get the transplant, I got to go through heart transplant evaluations. I got to go through all these appointments. I got to have something called an impeller. That's like an IV port going to be sticking out the side of me for the next couple months until the board, because they have to vote. It's actually a medical board that actually has to vote for this person to get a heart or to receive a heart or an organ transplant. So, you know, then once I take care of that and they give me the transplant, the recovery process um, takes about a good six months to a year, they said, depending on, you know, how healthy you are, how young you are, um, things of that nature. Um, So I'll be going through the recovery and all of that. But the reason why I got in this position is due to driver health. Um, When I was out there, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was one of those drivers that uh, constantly ignored the um, the doctors when they when you go in to get a medical card, they would always grant me a one year medical card because of my high blood pressure. Um, I ignored that and my high blood pressure got up to 200s and I'm still eating all this bad stuff, you know, in the truck stops that they want us to get a medical card, but they still keep filling these truck stops up with McDonald's subway. You can only eat so subway so many times in a day or in a week. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I just didn't take care of myself out there. And then, um, in 2020, May of 2020, I actually had a heart attack, um, at the pilot truck stop right off of I-20. Um, so that's, that's why I'm here now. Um, but you know, I'm bringing more awareness about driver health and driver safety as well. I appreciate you opening up about that and we're praying for you. I I know I... I'm praying for you. I hope that works out in the best way possible. It sounds like you have a long journey uh, ahead of you, and I'm going to be checking it. I mean, people that know me, um, 
know that I have a tendency. You, you, you and I just met, and we've been talking a little bit here, but I'll, I'll probably be checking in on you from time to time. I, so I appreciate that. I really do. It means a lot. So you brought up driver health. Let's talk a little bit about driver health. I know that that was a topic you wanted to speak about, but I think this is a good segue into that. Uh, you know, I agree with you. There's not, you know, life on the road is difficult to make great choices uh, around health, whether it's food, whether it's exercise, both, uh, you know, there's a lot more tools today to be able to prepare meals in your truck than there was 20, 30 years ago. Um, But you have, you have some topics you want to kind of hit on directly with driver health today. Do you have, Um, have, want to expand upon that a little bit? Um, those tools that you speak of are grateful, and we're very grateful for those tools. You know, the industry has come a long way with those tools. But my issue about it is, okay, first of all, I don't want to, you know, seem like the truck driver that's always crying. But, yes, you can be healthy out on the road. Yes, if you're very disciplined, you can be healthy. There are some truckers out there that are healthy and exercising when they park that truck and all that. But a good 85 to 90 percent of truck drivers are not because it takes a lot out of you as a trucker to not only drive 600 miles in a day, but after you get through driving them 600 miles, man, you don't you don't even want to walk in the truck stop and go take a shower. So right. my issue is my issue is, you know, they say FMCSA and everybody says we need to get medical cards every year, six months, every two years. I feel like it's a money grab. Yes, in a sense, it will help the driver out because if I would have took it seriously, it would have helped me out. But y'all say we need to get these medical cards, but constantly, constantly putting fast food in truck stops. I mean, a bag of candy is $2.99 versus a a, a box of fruit in a truck stop is like $7.99, dollars $7.99. Right. It just doesn't make sense to me. Then... Yes, truckers, on my platform, I've been telling, hey, we need to start cleaning up our trash. These people are letting us in their facilities, but we're we're constantly trashing up their facilities. The reason why I say that is, yes, you can bobtail to the local Walmart and go and fill your truck up with groceries if you've got a refrigerator. But if you're alongside I-10 down there by uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and all them, them Walmarts got big yellow poles up where truckers can't fit in them because they don't want us in there. So right. now, now they don't want us in there. Now we got to park the truck at a truck stop. We got to spend money to go get an Uber. Then we get to Walmart, spend money doing that. Then we got to then we gotta go back to the Uber. Then we got to take all our groceries out the Uber, put them in the truck. And it's just, just to eat healthy, just to be healthy out here. So I feel like the industry in that point, in that standpoint, I feel like we should do better. Um, I think that might be more of a governmental and a business standpoint, you know, with loves and pilots and all that. Because when I was out there in 2015, I was always stopping at the the uh, the uh, Petros, getting the iron skillet or the TAs with the country <laughs> prides. But if you notice, a lot of TAs and country TAs don't really have country prides in them anymore. Right. They started shutting no. them down, and then they started replacing them with Popeyes. So right. I just don't understand well, it. Yeah, I, I mean your your good 
restaurants available to drivers at the large truck shop stops are gone. I mean, they're all but yeah. gone. So yeah. now you're down to fast food. And not that you want to be eating at a restaurant every day either. That's not exactly a healthy, but it's a healthy option. But it's certainly better than Taco Bell. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, but that being said, you know, when I, when I drove, one of the first things I'd do, especially if I was headed out for a week or longer, is I would make a beeline towards a grocery store. Now, I, I didn't have ELDs to deal with. I was on paper logs many moons ago. So, <clears throat> you know, you, you'd go straight to a grocery store and you'd load up for for your trip. And that that's how I would manage my my week, you know, or, or okay. two or three. And, and in a two or three scenario, you could never carry enough. But I, I usually could carry a week of groceries with me pretty easily. So some of it's trip planning, <clears throat> which is is something else I think, you know, we wanted to chat about. Um, I, I may be wrong on that one, but, you know, the trip planning around uh, selecting kind of where you want to go. And this is uh, or where you want to go, where you want to purchase, you know, any items as you're going along the way. Because to, to your point, there are, you know, some cities, there are some metropolitan areas, there are some areas that you just simply don't want to go by groceries for example if you're in la or california you probably don't want to go shopping there so everything's oh, no. gonna cost more so <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know you, you you'd probably want to go somewhere else to get that especially if you're going in and out i mean if you're running around that area regionally then it is what it is so um but yeah to that point i mean eating healthy is something and and i get uh your 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 discussion too around after you put 600 miles in mentally you're fried and and you don't necessarily want to do much in the way of walking or moving or that type of thing but some guys just need to i, I think it yes. comes down to you know I, i'm a big guy i had mentioned the other day from january 1st 2023 to december 31st 2023 i dropped 50 pounds and, congratulations you know, well thank you i appreciate that and you know it 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 took some effort. It took some change in lifestyle. Um, you know, now I still want to do it. The next 50, I want to drop another 50 pounds. Yes, um, sir. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> the, yeah. Keep going. Right. But the, the next 50 pounds is going to take another type of change in lifestyle where I need to force myself to do different types of movements and, and do, and that's the same thing with a, with the driver. If you, um, at the end of the day, you're tired, you know, but you still got to get up and do that. 15 minute walk do that that 15 30 minutes a day total at least but maybe that's 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes in the afternoon or in the evening uh, or whatever times you're starting 15 minutes before you start your shift and 15 minutes when you're done doesn't hurt so um, you're not going to regret it at the end of the week when when you put in three and a half hours of walking um you're not going to miss that time i don't think it's it's not going to be something that you uh go darn i sure wish i didn't walk three and a half hours this week so right right um <clears throat> uh, any other thoughts on driver health uh no just uh just make sure you guys are really out there taking your health seriously uh, if the doctor, you know, gives you a warning, take that seriously. Uh, if your body gives you a warning, take that seriously. So just driver health is important out there. Do some jump ropes, walk around your truck, do some laps. I don't care how tired you are. Just let's let's get out of the mindset that we're too tired 
and just get out there and just do do about five laps around your truck and and then that's it but every little bit counts no i i appreciate that statement and it's coming from you and you're at the front of that line when it comes to monitoring your health i mean 2020 that's in line with when you had your heart attack and and when you stopped driving and you know shortly after that i assume is when you you got into to training drivers so yes sir yes sir so let's let's talk about that transition you know getting out of driving for a living and getting into training for a living oh man that was something that was that was god given i didn't even know i had that talent because um i i actually got my health back on track after i had my heart attack and they actually put a medical block on my CDL. So like I couldn't I couldn't get a medical card, a medical card for the longest time. And um, my cardiologist at the time, she made me a deal. She said uh, in Atlanta, she made me a deal. She said, if you can get your injection fraction, which is how many times your heart pumps, uh, they can only tell that by an um, a echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound. Uh, she said, if you can get your injection fraction up over a certain point, uh, number point, she said, we can have that discussion on you getting a medical card again. I said, all right, cool. I'll see you in a few months. Man, I went, I started working out. I started walking. I started running. I started eating better, taking my medicine that she gave me. And I actually lost some weight and got my injection fraction up. And then I, my plan was to go back to the same company because I did flatbed right before I had my heart attack. I was going to go back to that same company and I called them, got my medical card. They were, everything was a go. They were going to put me on a plane from Charlotte, North Carolina, fly me up to Spokane, Washington for orientation again, get me a truck. And then I was going to be back doing flatbed. And um, right before that happened, the truck driving school right down the road from me called me. I forgot that I filled out an application with them two months <laughs> prior to that. They called me the very next day and was like, hey, we got some available openings. Would you like to come in for an interview? I said, you know what? I said, I think I might. Yeah. So she set it up. I went in for the interview the next day. And would you believe they, they granted me the job right there on the spot? Um, and I've been doing it ever since and I love it. I'm good at it. God has granted me this unbelievable talent to work with people, work with new people. Cause you know, it's one thing us driving a truck, but it's another thing when you got somebody else in the truck that has never driven before, you know, so you got to learn how you got to be a people person. You got to learn how to talk to these people, calm them down. They're nervous. And, um, God granted me the opportunity to do it. I did it, fell in love with it, and I'm still doing it to this day. That's that's a good story. That's great. Uh, how many drivers do you think you've trained over the last, well, three three plus years or three-ish years? To, to be honest with you, I really don't know. But if I had to put a number on it, I would say close to, I would say close to about 3,000, wow. honestly, wow. because – the school, I worked for two schools. The very first school that gave me my opportunity, they were graduating a class of, I say about a good 15 um, every month or month and a half. They were a little bit more slow paced. Then I went to another school that was fast paced and they were graduating students every three weeks. 
uh, three to four weeks, and they were holding classes between eight to 12 students, and they were starting them every single Monday. So that's why I say it's, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's that's great. Uh, as far as, as uh, that, that's a lot of drivers. That's uh, absolutely a lot of drivers. Now, what, how many of those drivers do you think are, are stayed in the industry after they got their, their CDL? How many do you think actually stayed driving? Oh, that's a that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so me as an instructor, I'm I'm kind of a different instructor. I like to you know make my students feel warm, welcome. You know, I don't want to be their instructor. I want to be their friend. Uh, so I keep in contact with them, and that's one of the I won't say disappointing things. I'll just say kind of like an upset because you first of all. You want them to have a successful trucking career, but if they just don't like it, then you want them to have a successful life point blank period. But I would honestly say out of 3000, if I had to put a number on it, maybe 1200 stick with yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I, and I'd say that's a pretty good success. Uh, you know, there's, um, <clears throat> there's, uh, uh, about, a third of them probably stick with the uh, the role. I would say some of them maybe go to a different kind of job, like a box truck, yeah. or you know they get into something local or something different where they maybe are using their CDL, but they're not um, they're not using it in the same way that you know they first intended when they went to the the uh, the school. You know yeah. they're they're not going with. Um, with Swift. So yep. for example, you know, maybe they run their contract out and, and, and they opt to go a, a different route. So, yes, um, so I, I, but that's a pretty good target. I mean, if you think about it, whether it's a uh, truck driving school, when someone picks their career, their first career, uh, lots of times they don't stay with that career. You look at folks going to school, folks going to anywhere, uh, you start out, say, I want to be a chef and you end yes. up going into driving truck or, you know, I started <laughs> going to school for law enforcement and I'm in transportation uh, and have been for nearly 30 years. Uh, you know, you, your journey is sometimes different than, than what you plan. So, yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. What do you think uh, causes most of the drivers, the new drivers that are coming in through the schools to not stay in their intended role. I mean, they're planning on coming in. Typically it's an over the road job, I would say, cause that's where your entry level jobs are as drivers. Mm -hmm. But why do you think they don't stay? Oh, another good question. Um, Actually, a lot of my new content that I've made on my YouTube channel is based off of that. Um, you have students that come in this industry at the school and they're looking at it from a money standpoint. You know, they think that they can get their CDL and go out there and make millions and millions of dollars their first year. And then they get their feelings hurt. Um, then number two, you have students that come in and they just don't. It, they just don't enjoy it. They, 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 they see how hard of a work it is because 
a lot of things are coming off of social media, TikTok, um, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and you have people that are making trucking looking look like it's fun. Look, we having a ball out here. They yeah. they do TikTok uh, dances inside the cab of the truck and all this, and then you have students that that follow these people, and they say, "Oh man, trucking looks fun. Let's do it," and they come to the school. And then they get out there and they realize we ain't doing TikTok dances. We out here working. Right. And then when they get hit with that dose of reality, they realize this ain't what they want to do. So I think that's why a lot of them leave. No, I uh, I, I can definitely see that. I think uh, uh, I had watched a recent um, video of yours talking about the, the, the classes, the schools, the programs that are out there. I think a lot of those are misleading. Uh, but yeah, certainly the perceived reality versus actual reality are two different things. So yes, sir. Uh, by no means are you going to be a company driver making a million dollars. You know, starting out, I think it's a good living, but it's uh, dependent upon where you're coming from. It's a good living. I mean, I've had guys switch from being lawyers to being truck drivers. Uh, I've had lots of very professional roles change to be truck drivers and and as long as they know what what's going to happen they have that right perspective there's there's nothing wrong with that but uh um, coming into the industry thinking that you're gonna uh have an easy ride this is a hard job and yep and then it, it mainly another thing it mainly falls under you know family a lot of them get homesick they don't understand that this is not a job where you can go home every night um, a lot of them in trucking school are they're looking for that job that you can either go home every night or they want to go home every weekend. And I try to tell them, yes, there, there are companies out there that got these dedicated routes where they are making good money. And you can be the home every night, every other weekend. But your big money and your true money, as well as your experience, is coming from OTR. A lot of them try to run and hide from that. Yeah, I think initially it's OTR, and then eventually you get into some sort of niche like yes. fuel hauling, automotive, specialized, you know, uh, heavy haul, that kind of stuff. And but that you, know, you get into a heavy haul, and you're still out. You could be out for a very long time. You know, another good one to get into is events. You know, hauling for a show, uh, like yes, a, sure. a concert show or that type of thing. Those guys make great money. But they'll be they'll be gone for months. Um, yes, sir. you know, so it's a sacrifice, right? You have to choose. Uh, you have to choose to lose something to gain something. If you're going to do heavy haul, you're going to be doing some interesting things with chains, uh, and you're going to be getting dirty, and you're going to have to learn how to operate some big equipment, and you're going to have some stuff that's going to be scary. And I, 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 I've done my share of heavy haul, and. Um, you know, so that uh, there's almost no aspect of, of driving that I didn't do in my short period of driving. Hauling anhydrous ammonia. I did that. I think I hauled five loads of hand, anhydrous ammonia. And Ooh. everybody that was training me was like scarred and had these things and that thing. So I said, you know what? I'm out. I'm, I'm not doing this. <laughs> stuff. Too, too many injuries for me. So yes, that was about the only area I didn't I didn't go down. But uh, um, <laughs> so. So no, but you gotta but you gotta get your stripes, and your first stripes come from that couple years in over the road. And if you yeah. don't get those couple years of stripes and over the road, the rest of the doors don't open. 
That's right. That's all I try to tell them. You got to get your stripes. Uh, fair enough. Because all of my experience, like I learned, Swift actually helped me. When I first, when I got my trainer, my trainer was uh, on a dedicated Costco account, but he was Northeast. So everywhere from North Carolina on all the way up to Maine, that's what we was doing. And this is my first introductory to trucking. Uh, well, the company side of it. And uh, I did that in, I think it was from October, no, it was from August until October, beginning of November. So we was running into bad weather. That's where I got my mountain driving at. That's where, and back then they had stick shifts. Everybody automatic. Now we had stick shifts back in 2015. So that's when I, I learned how to, okay, when you make it up this mountain, you gotta, you gotta learn how to downshift to pull yourself up this mountain. Now, when you yeah. get to the top of that mountain, you need to learn how to put it. Say if you made it to the top of the mountain in eighth gear, well, you need to learn how to downshift to seventh before you go down that mountain. That's where a lot of my knowledge comes from. Sure. Yeah, well, trial trial and error. You don't want to yeah. be burning your brakes out on the way down because you're in too high a gear coming down the mountain. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and you see those guys and 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 you get that uh that that prickly back feeling when you're doing it and when you get to the bottom of the mountain you go not going to do that again so (laughs) yeah it's 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 quick quick uh quick learning experience when you're when you're hauling eighty thousand pounds over the mountain yes uh, you you get a not so bright and fuzzy feeling coming down it going going up isn't so bad it's the coming down that can be interesting especially in the winter time so yes sir yeah absolutely uh, yeah, to, to that point of the the manual transmission, uh, you know, you and I were talking before the uh, the uh, the episode started about a, a recent episode on your YouTube channel where uh, a driver you were training a driver and she was double clutching, and I said how oh, that gave me PTSD back <laughs> in the '90s when I was at a, a a driving school where we were being taught how to double clutch, but. I think I learned how to double clutch, and then shortly after that, I completely forgot how to double clutch because you know nobody ever double clutched back in the day. You know, you had to learn it in school, but then you completely forgot it after that because we'd all float. So, mm. um, but man, you know, pumping that clutch twice every time, and and you know, lots of us were thirteen and eighteen speed transmissions back then too. So. Mm. Um, 18 times on a heavy load, <laughs> double clutching would be a nightmare. So, so I appreciate that uh, um, that video because it it brought me back. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, as you see, I got it tattooed on my hand. Uh, I love teaching, you know, the manual <laughs> because I feel like that is, you know, that's one of the uh, foundations of trucking. Um, you know, and also you you have a better uh, um, uh, haul on your truck uh, as far as handling your load and everything like that. Um, I have noticed that a lot of old school truckers um, are getting away from that because you're, you're tired of pumping that clutch, which right. I totally understand that. But I still feel like everybody out there in the industry should still be able to learn the foundation of trucking because, you know, if we get away from the foundation, then at the end of the day, what, what are we going to have left? You know, like I don't really like driving Volvo trucks because they took away 
They took away the air horn. The air horn is supposed to be up here. And, you know, kids back in the day yeah. pumped it. Yeah, now they got it on the stairway. I feel like I'm driving yeah. a car. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a little wacky. I, I, I agree. You got to have the, the rope to pull. So, yeah, uh, it's got to be done. Uh, I mean, that that's an iconic thing in transportation. You know, you grow yes, up as a kid and you do that. And, you know, it's almost when you're when you're driving a truck like that, you almost kind of have to go like this and then hit the horn. <laughs> I'm that way just to, I've done just that to a be like, times. I got to do that. Uh, <laughs> I've done that a they, couple times. I was like, oh, they ain't going to see me pumping this horn. I'm about to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the kids when the kids calling for it, you got to be like, oh, yeah. Okay, right. Fine. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. All right. What, uh, what else do you want to chat about here? We had talked a little bit about um, – kind of driver and industry awareness um kind of passed that ball to you uh but i think uh um you know where 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 are you going with that uh well i just would like to say you know like um a lot of new drivers there's a lot of new drivers out here that are you know having a lot of accidents as well as old drivers as well um, I feel like the companies, the mega carriers, instead of focusing on money and running that driver as a uh, or running that trainee and that trainer as a team, as much as they do with these mega carriers, I feel like they should slow down and learn how to properly train these new people that are coming out here. A lot of them are not being properly trained. You know, they're relying on AI trucks. Uh, Snyder has cameras all down the side of the trucks for the blind spots. Um, and I'm not saying anything is wrong with that because at the end of the day, that's technology. But instead of, yes, you have the blind spot camera to help the driver. I understand that. I like it. I think it's cool. But that driver also got to learn how to stop having tunnel vision and stick their head out the window to see if anybody's beside them as well. A lot of people rely on technology instead of relying on perfect training. Right. No, I can agree with that too. You still have to have your fundamentals straight and that technology takes a very good driver and makes them a super driver. Yes. Uh, it, it will take a very poor driver and make them an okay driver. And yep. if you allow that to happen that way, then you have a whole bunch of very poor drivers that are driving okay. Uh, and, and we would rather see the industry go to a point where it's a whole bunch of very good drivers that are now super drivers. And, yeah. and that's, that's where I think that, you know, you, you look at the, uh, uh, automation that's coming down the road and I'm kind of passionate about this subject, uh, because you, you look at, uh, uh, the EV, the, uh, automated uh, systems on trucks and whatnot, and and you can have a debate on on where that's going to go and when that's going to happen. But ultimately, I believe that it can enhance a driver's ability to to operate. And the smarter that it gets, it has the ability to make that happen. You look at an airplane, for example. You know, airplanes have been able to fly themselves for a long time, a long yeah. time. Yes, sir. But none of us will get on an airplane without a pilot. Uh, I am not going to, uh, and I'm uh, for those that know that see the background. I am not at uh, 
uh, my typical location right now and I just got off a plane yesterday, there's no way I would have gotten on that plane yesterday <laughs> if they would have said, we're short on pilots, but the airplane's going to take you there anyway. Uh, yes, that's just sir. not going to happen. But there are a ton of systems on that airplane that enhance the pilot's ability. Yes, And sir. there are a ton of systems on the truck currently today that enhance the driver's ability, but there's more that are coming and some of them are working their things out. Um, some of them aren't working so great. Um, but overall, I think the intent is to, you know, make things better, safer, more automated. Sometimes people get things wrong. Sometimes our, our administration gets things wrong, <laughs> but, uh, all, overall, you know, everyone wants to make things safer, better, faster. You oh, know, correct. It, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm not I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with technology. I love it, yeah. to be honest with you. But I do feel like we need to get back to the fundamentals, too. Let's not lose the fundamentals while, right. we're, you know, doing technology. So, you know, I think it's, it's it has a chance to coexist is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you 100 percent. So absolutely agreeing with you 100 uh, percent. All right. Well. I certainly appreciate your time. Uh, anything you want to say in closing here at uh, uh, at this moment? Well, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for allowing me on your platform. You know, there's a lot of um, people out there that God has blessed me to meet, and I'm really appreciative to you guys. And, you know, just thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I look forward to uh, uh, the future. The future is bright. We appreciate you being on here. Uh, you know, I, I love having uh, guys that have a different point of view than than uh, me. And, you know, you have a different perspective. And I just, I love having that. And would love to have you back on the show somewhere down the road again. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, what, where can everybody reach you at? I mean, where, where where's some good contact info? Uh, good contact info for me will be uh, on my YouTube, CDL Shorty, uh, in the comments. I'm very active in the comments section. Um, if you want to email me, I'm very active with my emails. It comes straight to my phone. Um, my email is AJAV, as in Victor, Jackson89 at gmail.com. Um, I either get back to you that day or the next day. Um, so, and, and on Instagram as well, AVJackson28. So those are three um entities where i can be contacted at um also you you're about to have a guy on your platform alex my i get i watch his show yep. uh, mother trucker um i love his content a lot i get a lot of my news from his show and also another show called truck and hustle so you got a nice platform sir you really do mr johnson yeah well we're familiar with most of them and alex is a great guy he's a friend of mine and it's the first time he's going to be on the show I'm going to be spending some time with him at Manifest coming up here and at Matt's. So we'll be, we'll have some content out there uh, together. And so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that. But Alex is a great guy and Truck and Hustle is a great, actually we'll be doing some stuff with Truck and Hustle at Matt's at, or at Manifest as well. I think uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but uh, um, yeah, absolutely. So, yes. all right. Well, I, I really appreciate you being on. Uh, hang tight. We'll chat in a little bit. And uh, once again, uh, looking forward to somewhere down the road having you on board and and talking about uh, some more things in the future. Yes, sir. Can I shout out one more person? You certainly can. Trucker Brown. I don't know if you know who he is, but look him up. I don't. 
he's been in the industry for a while. So he's been in it longer than I've been in it. And if you like my content, you will definitely love his content. His name's Trucker Brown. Awesome. I'll I'll check him out. Yes, sir. Thank you. Perfect. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, that was excellent. I appreciate Avante's time. I hope everyone took away something from that. And we're all praying for Avante with his heart transplant. And I'll keep everybody posted on what we find out there. Uh, once again, check him out on his YouTube channel. He has some great, uh, great content there and continues to produce some on a daily basis. So I, I've enjoyed watching him over the last couple months. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we have Manifest coming up February 5th through 7th. Uh, we will be uh, at the Zell Logistics booth uh, quite a bit. Uh, there'll be some podcast uh, activity going on there. Uh, if you happen to be going to Manifest, uh, we have a variety of different things going on. Please reach out to us at drivingforward at glcs.net. Uh, if you are interested in, in chatting with us or, or getting together or anything like that, uh, there are some events Tuesday evening going on as well, and we're happy to uh, uh, stop by or potentially get you uh, in on a few things as well. Um, following Ma Manifest, we will be at Matt's 21st through 23rd in Louisville. Uh, looking forward to that one. That should be a great event. I think there, uh, well, I think there's a lot of people that go to Matt's, so it's 75,000 or something like that. So that'll be a lot of fun. We are walking that, uh, uh, that event and uh, um, immediately following Matt's, we will be at the TCA conference uh, March 23rd through 26th. We'll have a booth there as well as uh, a large number of people. So we're, we're very excited about TCA uh, 2024 uh, and that should be a lot of fun. Uh, finally, at this moment, uh, I think we're gonna actually be throwing in another conference in April as well. We'll be going to TIA. Uh, we don't have that finalized yet, but uh, uh, as of the moment, uh, we have Broker Carrier Summit. Broker Carrier Summit is the place where hundreds of carriers and brokers come together to build meaningful connections and find legitimate players in the industry. At Broker Carrier Summit, we're on a mission to transform the relationship between carriers and brokers. Say goodbye to distrust and hello to mutually beneficial partnerships. We believe the key to transformation lies in fostering open communication, enhancing education, and meaningful connections. There is early bird pricing, 10% discount, and a promo code for 15% off on that. Uh, the promo code is COWBOY1. And it is uh, uh, cowboy number one. Uh, and that is from Jeff Dickinson from the Storytelling Chronicles. Jeff will be on the podcast next week. So uh, once again, cowboy one, use that for an additional 5% off of the uh, Broker Carrier Summit. So with that being said, we will wrap this up. I appreciate everybody joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you all in the future. So stay curious, stay informed, and keep pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Until next time, drive forward with purpose and innovation.